that whether you can actually do it or not. Mm. So the the constant focus on numbers and quotas and new logos is actually blocking you from delivering what the customer really wants, expects, and needs. Awesome. Welcome back to another episode. I do mean another because it's your man, your boy, CBMK himself, Cody Ryan Marshall For those that know, you know, you know, with the CBMK show, we have somebody of interest. You know, every episode should have its own unique flair, its own unique flavor. It should highlight something that's going to add value to your life. So I found this guest and I was really impressed with his background the things that he's accomplished professionally and I want to pick his brain because I want to know how, how do you get to this point right like am I just wasting my time here on LinkedIn you know going from you know company to company I want to know how do you do it how do you get to become a founder and do all these amazing things he's been with Google he just has a resume that uh is just absolutely fantastic a recruiter's dream and I'm here to introduce the CVMK family to Chris Hood Chris how you doing today Man, what an intro. You bring the pump up and volume and all of it. I love it. Man, I'm trying, man. You got to be, you got to be, you know, juice for this stuff, man. But I'm super excited to connect with you, Chris. You're an absolute godsend. Thank you so much for just being, you know, available and reaching out. Because when you reach out to somebody via Instagram, you know, it can go, you be like, who is this? You know, so. You man, dropped I- in my IG and I was like, whoa. <laughs> hey, yeah. Podcast, hey, I, I, live, I feel like this. I saw a meme one time. And. And it was like my LinkedIn life, my Instagram life. And it was like all these different variations. And I understand that. I mean, you want to be professional in some aspects, but you should be you, right? Like, like I shouldn't get like a completely different individual, right? So I'm learning to like, hey, look, the stuff's got to blend because I can't turn it on, turn it off. So for them that do not know, Chris, if you could give a brief introduction of kind of who you are, what you've done, and then we can get it going. Sure. Well, what I've done is quite a lot, but I'll try to keep it nice and simple. My name is Chris Hood. Uh, I call myself a digital strategist. It's really the simplest way to explain everything that I do. But mostly, I spend my time working with executive leaders and fortune companies, uh, even startups that are struggling to understand how to connect with their customers and how to grow their business. And... I started off in media and entertainment. I spent a lot of time across film, music, video games. Uh, I ended up at Google and spent the last six years at Google working on digital strategies. Uh, I'm an author. I recently wrote a book called Customer Transformation. And I also am a podcast host. So I can appreciate all the work that you're going through for your audience. And yeah, I I have a wide range of experience across multiple industries doing a lot of different things in the online digital arena. And I'm very happy to be here and talk about it. Sick. I'm, I'm super excited. Your story is 
true inspiration. First of all, you know, um, you've done things that others pray for, right? Like you've gone from industry to industry, but you've impacted it. And being a digital strategist, you know, the goal is once I get to Google, I'm good. You know, once I get the G, you know, Google and in in business is like, you know, like I, you know, I'm here. It's it's heaven, right? <laughs> so you go from here. And then you land at everybody's, you know, Mount Rushmore. And then you say, man, look, I'm, I can do more. You start CH Digital. What, what brought you to that point? Yeah, you know, I, I think you touched on something really fascinating. And that is, once you hit your dream job, mm-hmm. what do you do next? <laughs> What's after that? And I think what a lot of people forget is that we as individuals, our lives are continuously evolving, right. just like technology. The technology that we are engaged with are, is constantly evolving. And as a result, it's either going to disrupt industries, it's going to disrupt businesses, it's going to disrupt our own lives. And so we are often in a position where we cannot settle or become placent or become comfortable in what we're doing. For all of you who are out there who have a full-time job working nine to five and feel like I'm secure, you're not. (laughs) That's the reality. You're not. And when you get into that mindset that I have to prepare something more, I have to focus on my own self-growth and what am I going to do if I end up being the one that gets disrupted? What are you going to say? What are you in the position of doing? And what I felt was that I had a lot more to give. I had a lot more vision and perspective and ideas and things that I wanted to do. That even in a perfect job, even in a top of the line dream job that you would all want to have, I still felt like I'm not reaching my own personal full potential And what happens if something changes? And I think that is what really kickstarted me to, you know, I want to build a business that helps others understand their passion, uh, be inspired by the changes that happen around us, and not look at that as, oh my gosh, I I just got laid off at my job and I I don't know what I'm going to do next. And we all kind of have different ways of self-reflecting let's be inspired by that change let's be inspired by the disruption that has happened to us and then go create some more magical opportunities and experiences and really that's what's behind my company and behind the book i just wrote i i like that um you had something to say if you feel like you know you're good you know you're really not and I think that's true. Uh, you know, I had the pleasure of being head of sales for this tech company out in Australia a couple of years ago. And it was really the first generation chat GPT. They didn't know what to call it. Right. And now everybody uses that as a buzzword and they're just throwing it around, uh, which is just kind of like an advanced machine learning, you know, still kind of working itself through. And I saw then I said, wow, no job is safe because if you can build ultimately technology that can act autonomously and that can engage without human control and human oversight how far can you take it right what 
gave you the the confidence to say, you know, hey, you know, even though I might be at this salary threshold and I see disruption around me, you know, I could rest on my laurels, you know, because we can sandbag it, right? We can kind of, you know, start slowing things down. Initiatives may not be as aggressive, but to say, I need to now, instead of just waiting for things to happen, I need to correct the, uh, create the next wave of disruption. What gave you that that uh, confidence? I don't know. Like, yeah. who says that, that? Who says I have the confidence? You know, I, I think... I think there's a reality check in what we're talking about. Hmm. You know, if, if we were to get real about yeah. this, anything could happen to us on any moment of our lives. As of the time we are recording this right now, uh, LeBron James's son yeah. had a heart attack while working out for a basketball game. Right? That came out of nowhere. Did he expect that? No. He, he's living a privileged life, we'll argue. He, he's, yeah. Dad is you know, a, a multimillionaire. He, he wants for nothing, but he's out there doing what he loves to do, basketball, and he has a medical emergency. There are people in this world who end up in accidents on a regular basis. There are people in this world who believe they're in a happy marriage and end up getting a divorce. We are shocked and surprised by any countless number of things things that will disrupt our lives we're talking about technology something like artificial intelligence that comes in and takes my job Hmm. that's pales in comparison to other things that could potentially happen that will disrupt us and yet we talk all the time about pursue your passions that's true what is it that you want to do that makes you happy that makes you want to wake up in the morning and go do it and so many times we either don't follow that passion hmm. or I have a job. I'm good. I'm comfortable. I might not lock, like that job, but I have bills I have to pay. I have things I have to get done. Like I'm just going to keep doing this job and maybe one day I'll find something else that I want, you know, or even I'm going to go to school. Whatever it is, we tell ourselves that this is okay for now. Hmm. And we're not living that day-to-day opportunity, let alone being able to say that part of what makes us who we all are, and we'll bring it back to AI, is just our own humanity. And, And that is often missing from the equation when we're thinking about things like, what do I wanna do that gets me up in the morning? What do I wanna do professionally? And All of those things, I think, are critical aspects that we have to think about and be prepared for and not get too comfortable in our current day-to-day lives. I like it. I like it. I want to unpack it. You talked about getting real. I'm going to get real. I got some questions I got for you. Quick word from our sponsors. There's a hero in all of us waiting to be unleashed. All it takes is just that one last push. Activate the hero within with CBMK Global Supplements. All natural, steroid-free, designed to enhance performance, build muscle, and increase energy. You are unstoppable. You can do this. Become your own hero at www.cbmkglobal.store. Don't, 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 don't.
Check out www.cbnkglobal.store. Once you get the pre-workout, superpower warrior thirst, transform protein, saucy, and the new creatine super thick. Get it today, www.cbnkglobal.store. So we talk about, you know, what keeps us kind of complacent, right? Um, you mentioned, you know, sometimes we're waiting on just things to get better. We kind of settle for this because, hey, at least we got a job, right? We're not receiving unemployment. It looks good on LinkedIn. It looks like we're stable. We're a trustworthy individual. And it could be false credibility. Maybe, you know, <laughs> I think it's the best way to say it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the fear of being a founder or the fear of creating something, because as there are mentorships and programs, it's like sustainability is hard, right? Like, how do you get to the serious A round? I mean, who do you reach out to? Who's that person? Right. Right. Like, You've navigated this space. What would you tell that person? Well, I think one of the things that people, especially in startups, focus too much on is who am I going to get funding from? Hmm. And I think that's the wrong question. Okay. The question that you have to be asking is, am what I is what I'm building the right thing to build? And I think there's a lot of people out there that will have an idea, will want to go execute on that idea, may start building the idea, and then we'll start trying to find funding, you know, if we work through a traditional pathway. The, the funding will find you if your product is meaningful. And so, you know, it's, it's very cliche, like stop trying to go and just find funding, like focus on the idea, focus on building a product, focus on selling it. Hmm. Anybody who watches Shark Tank on a regular basis will hear a very common theme. Like, you don't need funding right now. Continue doing what you're doing. Go be successful. Right. And the moment you start to think like, oh, you know, I, I, I'm not going to be able to do this if I don't get funding, then you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Hmm. Also, if you have a product that we'll just say you either are going to build something that's going to be successful or you're going to build something that's not going to be successful. Yeah. And we often are too close to it. Most people, most founders out there believe that what they're building is going to be successful. That's a great mentality to have. Yes. You, you know, you're not going to be doing something if you don't believe in it, but there's also a reality check that most of your ideas that are out there are not good and are not going to be successful. And that's part of the challenge too, is to be honest and truthful and, and look at it and say, you know, there's, you know, this is wrong. I need to pivot and, and adjust and change something. But either way, your focus is still on deliver something valuable to customers, prove that the customers want it. If you can prove that customers want what you are selling, it's going to be pretty easy to find funding. Do you think we put, you mentioned, we put so much emphasis on the funding and not the customer's solution that is actually beneficial toward them. Do you think it's just the wrong mindset? Because, you know, it it's hard. I mean, like, you know, I, I've been in sales, you've been in sales, like we live and die by the quota, right? Like our quota, our ability to get new logos determines our tenure. And that can be controversial. It can be complicated. 
how do we make how do we get back to making the customer the number one priority <laughs> um yeah l- look there's so much in that question um <laughs> go for it <laughs> so you know the the easiest thing is to say is you you just make the customer the primary focus right right <laughs> you know when you're focused so heavily on sales you're not focused on the customer that's the bottom line mm. whether that sounds contradictory or not the fact is is you care more about the sales and when that is the case we've seen it time and time again then you're also willing to tell the customer anything to get the sale and you've been in sales so you're well aware mm. you know the borderline of yeah we can do that whether you can actually do it or not mm. so the the constant focus on numbers and quotas and new logos is actually blocking you from delivering what the customer really wants, expects and needs. And it's no different here. If you are in if you are aligned with the customer needs, expectations, desires, wants, the sales will come because you're solving a problem. That's how every single business out there functions. Mm. You have customers, you solve their problems with some so- sort of solution it generates money. Yeah. They they will come to you, sort of speak. So, uh, you know, it, again, it, it seems like it's such an easy answer, but it's amazing how many companies out there, when I talk to them, they, you know, oh, yeah, 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 we, we're, we're focused on the customer. We, we have a solution for them. But in every single meeting, it's about how do we do this or how do we do that? And it's right. never actually about how do we continually align and and meet that, those customer expectations? True, true. So, so let's say we align, right? Let's say we get back. We say, hey, look, I understand. You know, we all have bills to pay. Everybody wants to have a you know a series A through F funding uh, round and go pre IPO and then be on the Nasdaq and ring the bell. We want our customers to be happy. And everybody starts calling like, yes, we want our customers to be happy. This is it. This is what I've been looking for. Um, But AI seems to be the threat to human engagement, right? Like AI is is scary and it is growing faster and at faster rates. It can do things that was unimaginable 20, 30 years ago. Is AI the biggest threat uh, to human retention, to employer retention? Um, yes and no. Okay. I, I, and I think it's a, it's a mindset. I'll give you an example of both. Sure. So just a couple of days ago, uh, sometime last week, I think, um, there was a company in India where the CEO laid off 90% of their sales support or customer support team. Wow. Okay. 90%. Basically laid them all off and said, I'm replacing my entire customer support team with AI. Because in his argument, the AI was more efficient. The AI uh, solved problems faster, etc. The problem is, is when you do that, you are removing that human connection, 
with having a real life customer support agent. Mm-hmm. And the impact of that is that although the AI is able to solve some cases faster than the humans, when the customer is trying to reach a real human to solve some problem and they don't get that, they're going to have a negative experience. That negative experience is ultimately going to drive a decrease in sales and you're going to lose customers at the expense of trying to optimize your support. There is a medium, you know, there's a way that you can graph this, right? Where as AI increases in your organization, it improves automation, but at the same time, it decreases human connection. And somewhere in the middle, there is a good balance where you can have AI to, you know, empower some form of automation, but you also have to maintain that human connection. There are a lot of commercials out there right now that say you can reach a real human. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that is becoming a marketing differentiation because people want to talk to a real person. Mm-hmm. And if you remove that completely, you're in trouble. Now, with that being said, obviously AI is coming into the into place where it can replace a lot of different types of jobs. Right. Writing is a good one. Like marketing and and idea generation and all of these chat GPT types of services, AI can drastically improve and probably displace some headcount in those areas. I think you still ultimately need a person to validate it. Uh, There are a lot of people who would be perfectly okay with having a chat GPT marketing statement go out But if it's not edited and all of a sudden you see, uh, you know, you know, uh, hallucinations and and misinformation inside of your marketing statement, how fast before somebody's like, why didn't you proofread this? Well, then you still have a person doing that world, right? I, I would give AI as a means by which it can truly replace an individual and be confident that it's doing it properly, we're still about 10 years away. And so I think we've got a lot of time to focus on how do we shift that headcount from, uh, say, a a displacement of that headcount to a, well, we still need people who are going to manage the AI, who are still going to prompt the AI, who are still going to have to validate the AI. Like that, that type of resource are currently not in a lot of companies. That makes sense. I'm ten years away. I, I think that's a that's a fair estimate, and what gives leaders, it gives employees the chance to pivot now. Because if yeah. it's ten years away, that means today you have to start the process of pivoting. I want to talk about the process of pivoting. Uh, I want to get into your book. I know you wrote a book. I want to you know unpack what you know why'd you write it. Uh, what does this mean? Uh, just a quick word from our sponsors. I literally just tried the best pre-workout on the planet. With Superpower pre-workout, you have increased focus and a power boost every single time you work out. It's not only packed with 225 milligrams of caffeine, but it also has citrulline and creatine. It's insane how much energy and focus I had during my workouts. If you're ready to take your workouts to the next level, then ditch your current pre-workout and get the Superpower pre-workout to be your own hero. 
Oh, get the superpower pre-workout. It is no joke. www.cbfkglobal.store. You pivoted. I mean, you pivoted in uh, in a in a you know like NASCAR way, just a just a real pivot, right? <laughs> and uh, you ended up founding this organization, but you ended up in the process writing a book. Tell us about the book. What does it mean? Why readers need to get it? Yeah, so I wrote a book called Customer Transformation. And the premise of this is actually wrapped around a term that I'm sure most of your listeners have already heard, which is called digital transformation. Yeah. Digital transformation has gone through an interesting transformation within itself over the last 10 years. The original definition of digital transformation was focused on how customers needs and expectations and and most importantly how they connect with businesses is evolving at such a rapid pace that companies needed to be able to change their technologies in order to keep up with that rapid change prime example is 10 years ago the introduction of mobile computing, you know, skyrocketed and a lot of organizations did not have a, a mobile app, didn't have uh, websites that were geared towards mobile experiences. And so you started to see like new technologies come into the hands of consumers first and businesses needed to figure out how to keep up with that. Unfortunately, digital transformation has become a buzzy word that has lost its original context and meaning. Most people would argue that digital transformation means the change of digital technologies at our company, but have no understanding of why you're actually doing those changes. So I wanted to write a book that put more focus back on the customer. The customer is the one that is transforming And in order for you as a business leader to be successful and keep up with that change, you have to go through all of these different steps in order to meet the continuing evolving changes and expectations of customers. Because without customers, you don't have a business. And so the book covers seven stages. And through those seven seven stages, starting with the customer, and ending with the business, we walk through how to think about this and how to build this kind of mindset in your organization to constantly look at the customer, uh, build products and innovate around the customers, uh, build your cultures to support that, and then to drive business value. That is, that is, that's deep. That's some borderline genius stuff. So, because I've never heard... I never heard organizations talk about the evolution of a customer or a uh, customer transformation. I've heard of digital transformation of soul, digital transformation, network transformation, organizational transformation, leadership transformation, but it's never about the customer. Right. It's like exactly. the first engineer. Yeah. Yeah. And do you think, and I know we're running out, you know, uh, got a couple minutes left and I really appreciate you, but do you think there's an absence of who we're serving? Like, do you think that we have totally forgot that the customer matters and therefore we have tried to 
uh, I won't say placate, but we've, we've created this false relationship with our customers. And therefore now customers, particularly business to business enterprises have low expectations. Like if you sell something in all my experience, I think the bar is so low that when you don't take advantage of them, it's seen as satisfactory. Would you agree with that? Oh, definitely. Absolutely. So how do we go? I mean, you talk about the seven steps. How do we study the customer? Yeah. Well, the first thing you have to do is actually talk to the customer. Oh, okay. <laughs> Some of this is very basic, but we've seen it. Yeah. You know, we could we could sit here and have another entire half an hour conversation and talk about Bud Light. And we could talk about how Bud Light attempted some type of inclusive marketing campaign. And I don't even want to talk about that. Like, put that aside. The bottom line is, is that the leadership was unaware of what their customers were asking for. That was the issue. There is no other issue. You could have generated a thousand different types of marketing campaigns. But if you generate something that does not appeal or meet the customer expectations, requirements, expectations, needs, whatever, you are going to lose business. That was a leadership issue, nothing else. And leadership has to be aligned and constantly ask and talk with the customer about what those expectations are. And even if we were to move that away and talk about technology, the number of companies out there that say, well, we need to bring in this technology. We need to evolve this technology. We need to bring in AI. Right. I talked with somebody just a couple of weeks ago and they told me all about this AI strategy they had. And I point blankly asked, yeah, but what are your customers getting out of that? And, and they can't answer the question because AI is out there. They believe, well, this is a technology we have to, we have to invest in. No, what you have to ask is, what does your customers want? Mm. And if they're telling you they want AI, then ask them, how would you like to see AI in our company? Right? Do you think McDonald's is investing in AI? The answer is yes. Now, why are they investing in AI? Because they know that every time somebody goes through the drive-thru of McDonald's, they can pop up on the screen the last thing that that customer ordered. Mm. (laughs) Right? Yeah. And would you like to order this again? Yeah, I would like to order that again. Well, there's a sale, right? So the AI is to empower the customer to help them reach the needs that they have. And if you're sitting here thinking, well, we're going to bring in this technology and this technology, and you can't map that back to a customer value proposition, then there is no point in purchasing and investing in that technology. That was a mindset. I'm actually going to use this for the clip. Customer value proposition, because there's always a value proposition, but it's not. Am I getting in trouble for saying this? It's not geared toward the specific need. It speaks in general principles, but it's not specifically addressing, i.e., the customer. I have one more question. I want to thank my guests again, because uh, I want to talk about where the future of business is going. And then, you know, we can give a shout out where you connect with Chris. Uh, last word from our sponsors. Hey, what's up? It's CVMK33. Look, I want you to subscribe, hit the notification bell, subscribe here, 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 everywhere so you can get the latest and greatest of this podcast content. Stay tuned. Subscribe, YouTube, CVMK, four letters. It is really simple. A C, a V, a M, and a K. It's not difficult at all. But all the latest and greatest content so we keep hearing leaders like Chris. 
Chris, where, last question, and I appreciate you. Um, we talk about the disruption. We talk about pivoting. We talk about we got we have a 10-year runway, right? And we can debate, is that a conservative estimate? Is that a liberal estimate? What is the future of business? Should everybody on the LinkedIn be scared right now? Like, what is the future of business? The future of business is magical. It's opportunistic. It's everything you would expect it to be. Business is not going to change. Why? Because as we talk about in my book, customers are always going to be there. You don't have a business without customers. You, myself, all of your listeners, we're all customers. We will continue to shop, maybe in different ways, new and, and exciting technologies that will help us do that. We'll engage with businesses in different ways, but ultimately we are all still consumers and the technology will evolve, but our interaction and engagement with how we connect with businesses and how we make purchases, the foundation of that is not going to change. It hasn't changed for a hundred plus years and it's not going to change for a hundred plus more years. So you have all the ideas, you have all of the opportunities, continue to look towards the future as uh, as exciting and inspirational, and then just keep a, a thumb, keep a pulse of what technologies are out there and what is changing and be ready to adapt to those in real time. I like it. I like it. Chris, where can they connect you? Where can they support you? Buy the book. Where can they find you? Pretty much everything you can find is online. You can reach me at chrishood.com, C-H-R-I-S-H-O-O-D.com. And then there you can find my social media profiles. You can find my podcast, The Chris Hood Show. You can find a link to buy my book, Customer Transformation, and all the other exciting things that I'm up to. All there, chrishood.com. Y'all connect with him, chrishood.com. He's also on the ground. Follow him there. And if you want to keep seeing amazing stuff, YouTube, CVMK, four letters, Instagram, it is what it is, underscore show, CVMK, underscore global, and CVMK33. Because we get it done here on the CVMK show. And it's been another episode. I want to thank my guests and I want to thank you all for listening.